Is there any hope for the human race? Hopefully. Otherwise, what are you listening to this for? You should be hiding under your bed. Welcome to episode 34 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast with me, Anthony Samaroff. This is an old interview. I know that it must be at least three years old because (laughs) the host says that I'm 29. I will allow you (laughs) to do the maths. This was my interview for a channel called Philosophy Workout on life coaching, humanity and hope. Hello, Anthony. Hello. Hi, Johannes. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, something I didn't mention or I should mention is you are not just a life coach, but you are also the life coach that I worked with and I can recommend you. So I just want to mention to all the listeners and viewers that I'm not completely objective when I'm interviewing you. Oh, well, how kind of you to to say that. And um, yeah, I'm really pleased. Thank you very much for coming on to my show. I would like to introduce you first to uh, the viewers. You're 29 years old. You live in beautiful but rainy Scotland. Like I said, you're a life coach and you are an occasional YouTuber. And um, I'm going to put a link uh, in the video to your YouTube channel. So you have very interesting interviews done on your channel. You interviewed in 2013 Stefan Molyneux about how to teach children to think rationally. And my personal favorite, where I was really like, man, this guy knows his stuff, was when you interviewed Pete Gerlach on how to choose the right partner for the right reasons at the right time, probably. And um, that was a great interview. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really proud of that interview as well. I think we really collaborated well. And and sadly, uh, Pete Gerlach died recently, but he was someone that I learned a lot from. And I was really privileged to get to interview him three times. Well, four times, actually, but one was lost. So that never got to, to be heard by anyone. Yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed those interviews. Thank you for taking the time to listen to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One uh, of those YouTube videos worth watching in a world full of millions of YouTube videos. This is one that stuck out. Is there anything else that when you introduce yourself, you would like to mention? Um, Nothing springs to mind, but I'm sure there'll be lots of interesting things to mention over the course of our conversation. I see. Well, I'll just say where people can find some of my content I created the channel youtube.com forward slash enrich your life one. I definitely suggest checking out all the videos on that channel. It won't take you ages. Most of them are quite short and they do represent the best of my knowledge in several areas of improving communication skills, relationships, overcoming procrastination. And they're really practical. They're not a lot of waffle. They're not a lot of conceptual information. I I do love learning and I love conceptual information, but when it comes to the content I put out, I try to come really strongly down on the practical side and give people tools that they can actually use in day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah. That that's already the program probably of of everything that it's about enriching your life, giving the tools to live a good life. Yeah, that's right. And um I'm going to have a new catchphrase. I don't know if that's the right thing to call it soon, but um, I'm keeping that under my hat for the moment. But if anyone follows my work, I think it's a really good way to 
grasp the general feeling of what I'm of the transformation I'm trying to bring to the world. So so stay tuned. And since we just talked about your channel, there's it looks like there are also other um, contributors on the progressive um, progressive parent channel. Yes, that's right. My friend Christopher Stefanik, who runs a podcast called Choice Conversations, which I've been on maybe five or six times in order to help both of us really get more hits to our resources on parenting. I uploaded most of the podcasts that he'd done on parenting to the Progressive Parent channel. And um, that that's obviously a good way to expose my audience to his audience and vice versa. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be open to putting up other stuff on there. If anyone has resources on parenting, they'd like they'd like to be uploaded on that channel. Yeah. And I think that's great that you collaborate with somebody else, because for me, you're the first person that is Uh, like more than myself advanced in, in, in psychology that I can talk to myself, not just listening to Stefan Molyneux and um, yeah, some, some, something like a role model or a hero, how to collaborate in the internet, how to help people. And uh, so if you become a life coach or somebody, I think you also talk about, you model how to talk, make a good conversation. And Yeah, I think it's really important for us to try and achieve the standards that we would like to see in the world to be a stand for that. People don't really change that much from just hearing information unless it comes at the right time from the right person, from someone that they really admire. But that will even then come from setting an example, you could have accumulated a lot of information, a lot of useful information, but if you don't put it into practice, then it's a bird without wings and I'm certainly not impeccable and I have my own struggles and issues that I work with, but working with, working with my own issues and working on myself gives me the credibility To, to work with other people because I know what that process is like. I know that it's hard, that it's not easy, so I can sympathize with their difficulties. And um, it means, you know, that we've got a common ground to come from. Yeah, I have prepared some questions. And the first one, since I want to introduce the concept of life coach to the listeners who might have not met a life coach and have not worked with a life coach and have only heard about therapists, seen them in the movies, maybe a uh, famous uh, television series is The Sopranos where there's a therapist. So if you have never met a therapist, um, it's, it's, it's a strange concept, I think. Uh, what right. was your motivation? Yeah. Please go on. Uh, what was your motivation or, or what do you think is with a Skype coach, a life coach, what definition... Do you choose? Hmm. Well, what I'd like to say is that I just try and work with people to help them help themselves as much as possible. The need for a label like life coach or therapist is really more of a necessary evil than something that I identify with any label strongly. What I want to do is create an experience where I connect with someone and transformation can happen. And I take everything that I've learned from my entire life and try and be as useful as I possibly can to the people that I've worked with. 
And a lot of the time that doesn't involve teaching. Occasionally it does, but it's not my favorite thing to do. I would rather listen and ask questions and try and understand the other person and help them understand themselves and ask questions or challenge them in ways that sense their thinking off in directions that they might not have had I not asked that question. Because it's by having an experience that things start to move and shift inside us. Like a lot of people know that we could eat better or take more exercise or focus more on our goals or or how we should talk to our partner better or whatever it is, you know, that we we need to know. Most of us have the knowledge that we need to transform our lives for the better already. So if it was easy to take that knowledge and implement it, then there would be less need for people like me. I mean, there might be a need for it because there's always something more you can add. There's almost something more that you can learn. But the the idea is not really to be a lecturer or a tutor, but to help create an experience with people, a growthful experience. And that's the benefit of having a life coach. Um, I do do therapy as well. And most people come for a combination of both. But I'd say probably the key difference is uh, in therapy, at least with the, the contemporary methods that are best used, I would talk a lot less. Um, I don't talk uh, the most in coaching either, but the, the balance shifts a bit more towards um, sharing information, sharing insights, um, talking about anecdotes from my life. But whatever, whatever that might, whatever situation I'm in, my main goal is to just be present in the moment, put my attention on the client, and respond in whatever way I, I think would be most useful at that time, whether that's listening, asking questions, or sharing something that might benefit from them from my own experience. I see. Um, so when somebody now hears you talk right now on this channel and wants to contact you and ask you if you are available, uh, how does he reach you? Send me a quick ping on Facebook. My name's Anthony Samaroff and I'm the only one in the world for the time being. <laughs> That's cool. What would you recommend as the first steps to those who want to become a life coach themselves? Hmm. Well, first of all, um, work on your own healing. You don't have to be fully healed. In fact, I don't think anyone is, but you definitely have to have made some progress in some areas or you can't really inspire people or, or give off the impression that you've got something to share, you know, of yourself and um, work hard on your own healing and take note of everything that's helped you because it, it might be useful to help other people. And the second thing is you need to learn to listen to other people when they're talking and not interrupt them. But more importantly than that, you need to listen to what they're saying on all levels, not just what they're saying, but what they're feeling, what they're needing, what they might like, you know, to, to listen to with a deeper level of empathy, to understand them. 
And that's the stuff that you want to be able to get good at communicating back to them what they've what they've communicated to you, not just in what they've said, but on all levels. So one way that you can practice doing that is just in general, when people tell you things before talking back to them, check for understanding, make sure you understand them correctly by saying a little bit of what they've said back to them in your own words in a short sentence. So are you saying that you're frustrated because of X, Y, Z or, uh, well, if I get you right, it sounds like you think this because this. Practice paraphrasing what other people say in your own words back to them. And that is a really, really essential skill for anyone who wants to be a life coach or a therapist because people like it when you get them. And you can't actually help someone until you get them first. Otherwise, you know, if you went to a doctor and they got the wrong illness, then they'd give you the wrong medication. The, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the next thing I'd recommend is to work with a great coach or more than one over time. Work with great coaches and therapists and see what they do that really works for you and discard anything that they do that doesn't work for you. You'll learn from seeing how other people help you. You learn how to help people by being helped. So don't be afraid to go out and ask for help. And what's more, you know, if you don't have a coach, then that doesn't really show that you believe in coaching. You know, uh, you obviously don't believe in coaching. And if you don't believe in coaching, then you shouldn't be a coach. And basically always be learning, always be learning about self-help and how to to help yourself and how to help other people find out what other coaches are doing that works well and learn about about that and also find out what the new developments are in your field or your niche or make sure that you're up to date with what works you know find out from other people who are doing things that work and learn from them because you know you get a good self-help book you're possibly reading years of someone's life experience and you get the best of their knowledge in a book. So take advantage of the fact that that information is available and use it to help yourself apply it. It's much more important to apply it in your own life than to read lots of information. I'd rather you learn one bit of information and really worked hard to get it as something that you could apply. Then when you speak to your clients, you'll be speaking from firsthand experience not just out of something that you've read in a book. And I think those are those are the main things that I'd recommend for anyone to who wants to be a life coach. You know, send me a message, hit me up and I'll 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 um do some coaching coaching with you. You know, I'll teach you some things that that would probably help you. In our one of our previous um talks, you said you're not fishing for customers. What, can you elaborate what what you meant with that? Or do you remember that you mentioned it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really important point as well, especially for anyone who wants to be a life coach. Only one in seven life coaches make a living from what they do at the moment. And I am one of those, um, fortunately. And also through the approaches that I take, which have helped me to attract clients. A lot of people think that there's a pool of clients out there just waiting to be life coached and there's not enough of them. So they need to get their fishing rods and go down to the lake and fish for clients. This puts them in direct competition with everyone else who's trying to be a 
life coach because there's a limited supply of fish in that lake. That's not my approach at all. I'm not interested in competing with anyone. In fact, I actually help other life coaches improve their income because I don't fish for clients. I create them. I attract them. I speak to people and I put content out and I I connect with people, especially through speaking to them. And if they're inspired by me and what I do, they might feel like, I'm the right person to coach them. So whatever industry you're in, there's a lot of people who don't know how helpful you are and how much you can help them. So you need to find a way of demonstrating to them what you're capable of and how you can help. And um, that's what I try and do. I'm not big on, on advertising, although there is a value to that. At the moment, what I do is I, I get out there, I talk to people, I connect with people, I make myself known and um, I share of myself. And some people find that inspiring because I've, through my own life experience, I've accumulated a couple of things that they would like in my, my mind and my beingness. Um, not that I've attained perfection, but in some way, I reflect a potential in them that's yet unrealized and that would inspire people to book me as a coach or to spread my name um, to other people who might benefit. Yeah. Um, one thing that's always interesting, I think, at least for me, is how did somebody develop the passion for his job? We have, I think many young people are just see so many different jobs and they want to see They want to hear from somebody who really loves his job. I assume you love your job, at least most of the time, how you found out about it. Did you have like, uh, how did you um, do the search for finding a good job or just uh, how, when did you feel it? Was it a feeling that awoke in you when you were graduating or when you were a psychology student? Well, first of all, I studied philosophy and music and when I was a student, I was a piano tutor. So I've always worked for myself, really. I mean, I have had jobs as well. And there is a value to having a job because you can you can learn skills and things like that. But when I was in university, I was very focused on my own personal transformation. I still wasn't as happy as I would have liked to be. Um, I think we could all benefit from being more happy. I still work, work hard on myself. Um, but certainly, at some time during my university career, I had a personal transformation where my level of happiness rose quite significantly. That was after years of looking in all the wrong places, or maybe some of the right places, but not fully applying myself or, or really being able to put the jigsaw pieces together. After that personal transformation, or even during it, I started uh, running some workshops for people and things like that. And um, a short time afterwards, people I knew used to refer me to, well, they used to say, oh, I've got a friend that would be really benefit from talking to you. Would you speak to her? And I'd go and I'd speak that to that person. And apparently they found the way that I listened and made space for them and asked them questions and helped them develop was uh, really helpful. And then they'd mentioned that they knew a friend that, that would benefit from talking to me. And I thought, well, you know, here's a good 
thing to do. Like, can I do this maybe a bit more officially? Can I turn this into a career? Because it was hard for me to change. It was hard for me to improve myself. And now that I'd found some things that worked and I was able to help people, that would kind of give me more bang for my buck. You know, I don't know if it was hard. So I wanted to get the most use out of that that hardship. And the more, more I could use the knowledge that had been hard to gain, the the further it would go, the, the, the more worthwhile it would have been to, to go through those difficulties. You didn't have a life coach, I assume, when, when you went through the transformation. Um, no, but I wish that I had had. I wish that I knew what I know now about the usefulness of help. And there were several times in my life where it would have benefited me to to go to a good therapist or to have a good life coach if that was in my awareness because someone who's done it or at least done some of what you've done can give you some coordinates or some directions otherwise you'll be like i was which is walking around on a labyrinth with your you know your hand on the wall trying to find your way out and yeah if you do that for long enough you will eventually find the way out of the labyrinth but it, it would have been better to 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 speak to people who've got some maps and they can say oh if you go this way no one's journey is going to be exactly the same but they can give you general principles and things to try out that are likely to work yeah that sounds good so We obviously both listen to um, some or many um, podcasts by Stefan Molyneux. That's right. And um, he um, talks about sometimes about how to solve the problems of humanity by peaceful parenting. And he also recommends for everybody to have a therapy. Is That's this, right. Is this part of what you're thinking is why it makes sense to be a life coach? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the reasons why... Stefan Molyneux appealed to me when I first heard his stuff and I wasn't um, a voluntarist or really a libertarian at the time was that I already had come to his views that the way to change society was by changing the way that we parent children. So I came to the same conclusion as him on that issue and that sort of help open me up to more of the stuff that he was that he was talking about which is why I put the progressive parent youtube channel online because I thought it would be good to create some resources to target um the problems of the world at their cause um since then I wanted to move on to things that people could just apply in day-to-day -day life to improve their life and improve the relationships because it's not enough um, to know that this is your life and you know how you parent your children or how you interact with others is going to affect the consequences for you. People need specific tools which they can use, they can pick up and use them. So I really wanted to focus on creating tools for creating a more peaceful world. You know, we can't necessarily stop the war in Iraq, but we can necessarily stop the conflict between us and our neighbors. You know, so I wanted to 
kind of apply the principles that I believe in, which are essentially voluntarism. You know, you don't hit anyone and you don't steal their stuff, which leads to, well, what do you do? Um, well, win-win negotiation. So I wanted to help people develop the skills for creating more voluntarist interactions in their life, more win-win negotiation uh, and less arguing. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why um, I chose to get a life coach because it was a great message when I heard it for the first time from Stefan Molyneux in one podcast that, yes, um, regarding me, I felt powerless when I heard that there is fiat money, even before I listened to Stefan Molyneux, and that I cannot change about it, that I cannot demand, uh, that it wouldn't help much if I say, like, let's go back to the gold standard and uh, let's abandon taxation. But there is still so much freedom in our lives where we choose mm. the people we live with and we interact with and where we choose uh, how to interact and how to have this human-to-human -human interaction. That's right. And, you know, I've said before, interper interpersonal politics is interpersonal politics because if people knew really well how to solve their own conflicts and to engage in win-win negotiation a lot of what the government does would be silly you know they'd be like well why are we invading these countries like can't they sit down and broker a deal or you know why are we putting people away in prison for victimless crimes you know that's stupid and it's a waste of money and And on and on, there's so many things that government does that wouldn't be necessary if people were really good at win-win negotiations, right down to taking care of a lot of people um, who wouldn't need to be taken care of if they had the skills to live a self-responsible life and to advocate for themselves. Yep. So I wanted to play my part in giving people those tools. I have the feeling that I want another want to ask another question about uh, what keeps you up at night? What are your hopes for the future? Imminent dangers, um, collapse of the society that might be on the horizon in our lifetime. And I choose sometimes to um, fade those things, all, all those problems, because they keep me in a, a constant alert mode. Mm. And um, I, I, I focus on the positive things that I can change. And I focus on the hope that um, humanity uh, has um, still a strong foundation in science and rationality and might even evolve with people like you to more mm. rationality, to more empathy, to more psychological health. Uh, what keeps you up at night? How do you treat um, those say, uh, people that say there are these huge big dangers and you need to listen? And uh, what, what is there a hope? Do you have hope? What, what gives you hope? Well... You know, several years ago, I really bought into that, like, society was going to collapse and um, and it, that it was going to be soon. You know, I expected it in 2011, 2012, and it really didn't help me. It made me miserable, uh, worried, and um, I didn't produce things. I didn't create content nearly as much as I would have. Because I believed, oh, what's the point? Society's going to collapse anyway, so there's no point in creating anything. So I've kind of left that behind. You know, it might be true, but it's not going to get in the way of my purpose. And my purpose is to put things out to help people to try and build somewhere for people to go for community where they can connect with other people who are interested in evolving. 
and share their knowledge with each other and uh, help each other, empathize with each other, come to the correct conclusions. So um, I try and tune out that stuff myself because I need to be single-minded in the pursuit of my my purpose and I can only focus on what I can change and the best thing that I can possibly do is work on myself and then share what I've learned with other people who are willing to listen so that they can help themselves because essentially the problems that we're seeing economically is because our societies have not been constructed to help people take responsibility for themselves and live a self-responsible life. So we live in a state of um, what Bastiat, the, the, the classic liberal economist called, you know, mutual plunder where everyone's trying to get something from everyone else at everyone else's expense rather than a situation where no one plunders one another. So if you want to change the world, start with yourself. Find out what you need to do to be, to live a self-responsible life, and um, you know that will help because you can teach you can teach everyone else that you meet what you've learned. Yeah, that sounds uh, reasonable and uh, like a good approach. How is there something that gives you hope? Well, I guess I'm hopeful because the truth tends to win out over time. You know. People aren't still going back to Aristotle's physics. Um, when you look at what works in the real world, that will tend to win out in the end because what doesn't work will not produce the results that people predict and it'll always, it'll, it'll always create As Ayn Rand said, since you mentioned her, you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the effects of ignoring reality. And people can try and ignore the effects of re ignoring reality for so long, but ultimately there will be consequences to that. And um, so I'm hopeful because because existence exists and it follows certain laws. And when you live in congruence with those laws, you get good results. And we just need to be out there living in accordance with reality so that we can be shining examples of the benefits that brings in our lives. And other people will want to adopt it. The main thing is just doing the best you can, not worrying about other people insofar as any ways that they don't affect you. Just do the best you can, focus on yourself, create a life that you love living. And as a consequence of that, you'll help. It's inevitable not to because the best gift that you can give to the world is you at your best. Yeah, that sounds like a really good uh, sentence as a closing sentence for this interview. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time and for taking the time to ask me these questions. I, I hope that people find my answers interesting. Yeah, and uh, um, I recommend to everybody get a life coach like Anthony and um, try it for yourself thank you have a great day that's it for this week if you would like to get my help personally you can email me at anthony at beyourselfandloveit.com until next time be yourself well 
don't just be yourself. Be yourself and love it.